plunge into the captivating world of Wampanoag folklore, where the mischievous Pukwudgie lurks. It's a curious creature, standing at around two feet tall, with grey skin and large ears. Its fingers are elongated, tipped with razor-sharp talons, and it's often seen with a spear. The Pukwudgie has a formidable arsenal of powers. It is said to be able to vanish into thin air and possesses the ability to create fire at will, a power that it uses to devastating effect. Though they may appear whimsical, Pukwudgies are notorious for their malevolent deeds. Luring humans into the wilderness, they would leave them lost, disoriented, and at the mercy of the elements. In more sinister tales, they've been known to kidnap their victims, never to be seen again. So beware the Pukwudgie, a creature of mischief and menace, forever woven into the rich tapestry of Wampanoag folklore. Presented by the good people at the Podbelly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the Central University. A study on Like we always do about this time. Boom. All right, everybody. Welcome to episode 354 of the Art and Jacob Do America podcast. I'm your host in the place to be, Mr. Jacob P. And sitting right across from me is the Brown Recluse, Mr. Art Trail. Art, say hello to the millions. Millions. Guys, what is up? Guys, uh, let's start the show off right. Guys, go to cavemancoffee.com. Check out their entire inventory. They got the coffee beans. They got the hibiscus tea. They got cacao butter. They got everything your heart desires. Some of you motherfuckers out there don't know what cowboy is. Dang it, I keep trying to not cuss during the first 15 minutes. Yeah, we're going to get our YouTube channel deleted oh because of that, which is a real thing, by the way, guys. Freaking YouTube said you cannot talk about Pink Floyd's Publius Enigma anymore. So, yeah, if we get two more strikes, that's the end of Art Jacob Do America on YouTube. On YouTube, yeah. We'll have to go to Rumble or Truth Social after Truth that. Truth Social, dude. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, guys, go to cavemancoffee.com. Check out their entire inventory. They got coffee beans again, hibiscus tea, blah, 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 etc. Use promo code AMERICA at checkout to receive 15% off. Tell Mark Jacobson you take a picture of yourself chugging the hibiscus tea, chugging the fucking nitro cold brew. And uh, that's it. There you go. And speaking of sponsors, guys, I need everyone to head on over to sucreapparel.com. We're the great. And powerful Nicole Smith Bosch has put together an illustrious array of merchandise for your consumption pleasure. So I need everyone to check out the store, fill up your cart with everything that you want, love, or desire. Um, perhaps 
Well, holidays coming up. St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. I don't know. Maybe buy a white T-shirt. Dye that. Dye that shit. Fucking. Um, oh, there we go again. I'm cussing as well, man. Well, dang. Do they celebrate St. Patrick's Day in South Africa? I'm assuming so. It's like it's apartheid. There's a bunch of white people there. Yeah. I think it's more Dutch white people Dutch than white people. than that's Irish. A, that's a country I really want to visit. Is South Africa? Really? Yeah. Like, it seems pretty cool. Like, um, they have. I think they have a soccer team called like the the johannesburg sharks and like it's pretty cool pretty cool stadium i I, I do want to check that out plus i'm still on that thing where like america one day we're gonna figure out this whole rugby thing (laughs) we're gonna figure it out do they have a rugby local very local rugby like squad that practices at university park oh really yeah yeah, there's like a bunch of like gym rats that go there and stuff. So I hate to be like, well, that's the reason why we're not winning <laughs> because it's just dudes at University Park. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's like once, once like fucking. Oh, here we go again. Once like, I don't know, the UCLA like or something like that has a rugby team that's like competing or whatever. Like, then we'll know we're on the map. But until they're you know done with practicing at university university park we're at semen park over here i was like oh god it's a real park that's a real park don't flag that that's a real hate speech hate speech it's named after frederick semen himself yes that's right he was an architect for the local Kern county i don't know he also was an ejaculator (laughs) (laughs) he had 16 kids for a reason guys but anyways guys they believe the next holiday is saint patrick's day so buy a bunch of sucre a pair of white t-shirts a diam green Show everybody at McMurphy's and all those uh, Irish pubs that you support. Uh, independent strong women such as the great and powerful Nicole Smith-Bosch who supports the, what is it, the Johannesburg Sharks? Uh, I don't know if she supports it, but I think it is called the Johannesburg Sharks. Oh, there you go. But anyways, guys, fill up your cart with everything you want, love, or desire. Maybe purchase somebody for something. Maybe purchase something for somebody that you want, love, or desire. But before you hit checkout, guys, I need everyone to everyone to enter promo code um, art and jacob and nicole will give you 10 percent off your entire purchase but art we're not here to talk about rugby or practicing at uh, semen park or the fact that youtube might destroy this podcast piece by piece and make all my hard work every week go down the toilet but art yeah what are we here to talk about today Guys, we're here. We kind of hinted at this last week. Uh, you know, last week, if you listened to the, uh, uh, I was going to say the 37th parallel, <laughs> but if you listen to the uh, Bridgewater. Bridgewater Triangle episode, we do hint at talking about the Pudge Wudgie. Um, and that is one of the more interesting parts of that whole Bridgewater Triangle scenario where. We talk about other cryptids such as Bigfoot and shadow people, things that have popped up before on this podcast. But I think that was the very first time, and I think probably the very first time a lot of people out there have heard of Pudge Wudgies because it's Puck Wudgie. Puck Wudgie, sorry. <laughs> Puck Wudgie. Uh, I think it's, for the most part, although it's an American cryptid, it's not one of the ones that's like, Chupacabra. Well, I guess technically Chupacabra is not American. Well, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico yeah. is a part of America, even though it's not a state. Yeah, he, he kind of fucking immigrated over here. Yeah. Uh, dang it, we're gonna get banned for me saying that. Yeah, whatever. So um, this isn't gonna be an audio yeah. podcast sooner or later. Yeah. But anyways, we'll save me time on Monday. I'm trying to think. What's a good like? Uh, the the Jersey nasty? Devil. Jersey Devil. True American. Yeah, that is a, a true, true patriot. True patriot American. 
Red, white, blue, American blood, Jersey <laughs> Devil. I'm trying to think. What's the one? Not Nessie. Nessie's from, uh, but they have. Scotland. Uh, is it Champy or something like that? There's oh, another one that's yeah. Lake Champlain or something like that. Uh, they have uh, their version of Nessie. And I think like the Ogopogo, which okay. is like in like those great. I think that's like, not Canadian. Oh, yeah, it is. That's yeah. Canadian. That's yeah. one of those, you know, Canadian ones. But there's also Sorry. like uh, the. Um, Lake Erie Monster. There's That's a Lake true. Erie Monster. There's the Lakeland Frogman. Yeah. There is the. Um, Isn't there like a New Orleans um, thing the, too? Yeah. There, there's the uh, the Skunk Ape. Yep. There's that. I don't know. He's kind of all over the South. New Orleans. What do you mean? The Axe Man of New Orleans? No. <laughs> <laughs> there's like a little freaking chupacabra-ish like a little thing in New Orleans as well. There, there's all. I mean, the United States, man. We're all over the place. Technically, Bigfoot. That's he's American, bro. He's, yeah. He's proud he's, to be yeah. an American. Yeah, dude. When Based I think of America, I know I'm free. Uh, there's a picture of, of a Bigfoot wearing a "Make America Great" hat again. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where he is on the political spectrum, but there is footage of him wearing. He one. does a mail-in ballot. Yeah, he he definitely has some conservative views. Like yeah. he he is like the poster child for like Black Rifle Coffee, like that like yeah. super like proud boy coffee. That oh, is it really? Yeah. It's all proud boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well. You know, the verdict's still out. Although he's American, he, you know, we don't know where he is. He does have some pretty controversial takes. Bigfoot, I mean. Yeah. He has one of those, like, it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. And it's like, <laughs> Bigfoot, I don't even know what you are, sir, so, or ma'am. I don't know what's going on there. So I don't know what your pronouns are, yeah, Bigfoot. Like, Tell us your pronouns. But, um, but yeah, um, what were we talking about? <laughs> the Puck Wedgie. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, definitely another one of those American american cryptids that mm. you know needs a little bit of love needs a little bit of mm. like explaining kind of thing yeah uh and that he was definitely one of the highlights of last week's episode so Correct, like yeah. this week let's talk like let's expand that lore yeah so what is a puck wedgie so in a in a in a nutshell it is a cryptid uh, in the North American region, uh, where you might ask, uh, mostly in Delaware. Delaware. Uh, speaking of our neighbors to the north, uh, Prince Edward Island, uh, Indiana, and most in particularly, uh, like last week when we were talking about the Bridgewater Triangle, located there in the, the state of Massachusetts. So there's a large uh, folklore in those regions. So basically, like I said, the Northeast, New Englandish area yeah. of the U.S. and Canada. Um, he was named by the Wampanoag uh, tribe, who we covered last week, mm-hmm. uh, and his name literally translate to, translates to "little wild man of the woods that vanishes." Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, unless you ask uh, the um, the Harry Potter fans. Uh, I guess Puckwudgie stand is is the uh, the house that stands for the heart of the wizard. Okay. So kind of weird. Just to let you know, this one got so big at some point that Harry Potter lore decided to adopt them into. That's right. Harry yeah. Potter world. Yeah. So instead of like house, like I guess in Hogwarts, like Gryffindor. I'm not a Harry Potter fan, by the way, but like you know, I guess that's how it works. Like you uh-huh. know, you have the big school Hogwarts. And then you have each individual house, like Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, and Ravenclaw or whatever, right? But I guess in the American house in Harry Potter, which I don't know what it's called. Maybe it's called like the White House or the, I don't know, house. I know that they there is like, uh, that's what the new movies are about. Oh, really? 
isn't it? I, I'm I'm not a big Harry Potter guy to be honest with you. I only I only watch the movies like once, one okay. one go around. But um, and I haven't watched what is it called? Like the one where like Johnny Depp was in, and then they like kicked him off of it. Oh yeah, you beat Amber Heard, so therefore yeah, you're you out made of her poop it. on a bed. <laughs> uh, um, I'm trying to think of like what they're called, like something Incredible Beast. Mm. Yeah, I think those are like prequels or whatever. Like when oh, okay. the Gandalf guy, like I thought they were like he was like, young. Oh, is it? I thought it was like America's like version of like like Harry Potter was in England or whatever, mm-hmm. and this one's like in once they immigrated to the United States. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> no, but I guess um, yeah, I guess the American version. I guess it hasn't came through on the movies yet. Uh, but I guess the, there's like the the American Wizard School, but then every house is like named after, uh, uh, you know, a, a, an American uh, folklore thing, like you know, Chupacabra, Bigfoot, House Bigfoot, Skunk Ape, House, house Skunk, skunk Ape, <laughs> and then House Puckwudgie. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's definitely the. I don't want to be in House Skunk Ape. No. Yeah, that's that's weird. And then you think about the European ones, right? And like. Gryffindor, like clearly the most badass sounding one. Yeah, it's a Because what's a Hufflepuff? Like, what is that? I think is it's that, a badger. Like, oh, is it? It sounds like a pastry. <laughs> like a Hufflepuff. But, or a sexual know. finisher. Sexual position. Yeah. Rusty trombone Hufflepuff. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, um, going back to, you know, the whole mythos of it, it is a pretty small creature. And I think that's why a lot of people, it resonates with a lot of people because Traditionally, it's drawn or at least depicted as like a three to four foot tall creature. Very Sonic the Hedgehog looking. Correct, yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of times depicted as a very hedgehog looking thing. Or porcupine. Porcupine, sorry, yeah. Um, also has a lot of like Native American traits to it. A lot of people depict it as like one of the cool drawings that you'll see is one that has like kind of like the little featherings and it looks like it has mm-hmm. a hunting bow. Sometimes it has a hunting staff. Sometimes they're fully clothed. Sometimes they're totally naked. Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of weird that, like, even the naked ones, they'll put, like, little, like, leaflets over. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> but we don't want to show their dick. Yeah. Uh, there is one that is adorable. It looks like a little Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> and he's wearing, like, a little red scarf in one of these, like, drawings. And I'm like, dude, if I ran into that, first of all, that thing is going to turn into a Disney character like right now, dude, because that thing is fucking adorable, dude. I'm trying to become a millionaire. I'm going to fucking copyright that drawing. But then literally the picture right next to it is a pretty like creepy looking thing where it looks like a giant thing crossing the road. Mm, yeah. And um, yeah, so the, the spectrum of like the puckwudgie of like what you want it to be is like all over the place. It's like a cute little hedgehog looking thing or it's a terrifying like goblin creature goblin with spikes coming out of its back and like carrying a stick to beat the shit out of you kind Mm. of thing you know so interesting and then you know as as we uh dive more into it you know we'll probably look up some tales here because we've never encountered a puck wedgie ourselves no not on the west coast yeah we don't we don't have any cool cryptids like that but um, it is known as one of the big pranksters of the cryptid world. Like, mm-hmm. you don't really hear that from, like, a Bigfoot, where Bigfoot, it's like, all right, he saw me. Now you see me, ran, now you don't. I saw a footprint. A lot of the stories you hear with the Pukwudgie is like, oh, this guy tried fucking pulling my pants, tried stealing something from me, kind of the jokester, you know, very Deadpool kind of character. Yeah, yeah. 
And then, I mean, he does other things, too. Like, his MO is, like, he kidnaps people. Sometimes he kidnaps babies. Uh, he shapeshifts. Uh, he has the power, or she. I shouldn't, you know, fucking gender the fucking puck wedgie yeah. here. Uh, he shapeshifts. Uh, he has the power to disappear. Uh, but also, too, he does nefarious things also, too, like pushing people off cliffs. Yeah, that one's a big one. You know, like, people don't talk about that one that much, but, you know, pushing people off cliffs is a pretty big one. And then I guess he also carries knives and spears. You know, not really like a known for being a good guy when you're carrying knives and spears. Yeah, poisonous knives and spears at that too. So it's like he gets like those like poisonous frogs and he gets their venom off their black back and then like shoots you with it and shit. Uh, but then another creepy one too is, is that uh, he like follows you like eternally as we get into some of the stories. Like he'll just keep, you know, showing up in your uh, window. Uh, kind of like an annoyance, more or less. Like he does have the power to, like you know, push you to your doom and whatnot, right? Like we were talking about in the Bridgewater Triangle episode. Uh, but then also too, he does possess the power to blind you, and um, also too, um, eat your pets, which I thought was probably the most di- disturbing part. Mm-hmm. So and it sounds like you know he. There is this story where uh, didn't he kill like five? somebody's five sons oh yeah that's like like his that's like his legend or whatnot so like in uh wampanoag uh folklore uh they have um this giant that they were very you know friendly to his name was Mouchop, as well as his wife uh granny squanet now um they were very friendly to the wampanoag tribe as well as the Puckwudgie. They were also very friendly to uh, the Wampanoag tribe. Mm-hmm. However, um, depending on who you ask, <laughs> you ask, you know, three different tribes people, you'll get three different, you know, stories. Uh, but the most prevailing story is, is that, you know, all of these uh, individuals, all these creatures were living in harmony. Uh, but then the Puckwudgie, like, he was so determined uh, to win the favor of the Wampanoag that he started overhelping you know, and he basically became like an annoyance. Like, have you ever ran into somebody like that in your life where, you know, they're really trying so hard to be like on your good side that instead of helping you, they become fucking annoying as shit? Yeah. Yeah. So that's basically what the puck wedgie was doing. And so the, the Indians, they were just like, you know what? Like, can you politely like take like two steps back for a moment here? And the puck wedgie was like, what? Like, I'm just trying to help. And then eventually they were like, they were like, they called the, the giant uh, moss up. They said, hey, can you, like, get these motherfuckers the fuck out of here? And so Mashop, being, like, this humongous giant, right, who um, created Nantucket Island <laughs> with, like, the ashes of his pipe, just, like, emptying in his pipe out into the ocean and whatnot. Yeah. Created Martha's Vineyard and, like, all these beautiful things you and know, whatnot. You uh, know, looking into the lore of this monk shop, like, I guess he's, like, a giant frog, right? I didn't even, I didn't know oh, that. I didn't even know that. It was, like, I guess that's how he – he's, like, an aquatic – amphibious like creature giant creature anyway sorry that's terrifying yeah but anyways uh so they they enlist the help of mouse shop to fucking get rid of the puck wedgie or to move them away and what he does is he like throws them all the way the fuck and this is how you get them all scattered all over the place you know from delaware to prince edward island to indiana to you know uh even you know the southern parts of massachusetts he picks them all up and he throws them out killing like 75 percent of the population in the wake so the remaining puckwudgies, they get pissed off. And after, you know, Maushab did this, uh, he was super tired. So he had to take a really long, big nap. And instead of uh, having Maushab protect 
the Wampanoag tribe, uh, his five sons were. And in the process of the Pukwudgies having their revenge, they killed all five of his sons and declared eternal war on the human race. As you do, if you ever look up the name (laughs) Mock Shop, uh, I guess there's like a town called Mock Shop now, but uh, it looks like very Martha's Vineyard looking type place. Okay. But yeah, I mean, the Puck Wedgie, what can you say? Clearly a murderer. <laughs> Clear, <laughs> clearly not 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 in the good graces of uh of of the world. Although I think now there's more of like a love with him like even though he was depicted as like this like prankster evil guy pushing people off cliffs. That's a pretty big one like mm-hmm. the feel one of the stories that we covered was the cliff in the um in the Bridgewater Triangle where oh, people would ledge. stand and people would feel this like random urge to jump off of it they didn't really tie it into the puck puck wedgie that much but um but that is one of the things like that he was known for is being like this like kind of weird prankster that that did shit like that Mm -hmm. uh let's see you got any cool stories about him or anything like that yeah, so there, like you look it up on Wikipedia, you listen to like various uh, podcasts, and there's always stories. the The most famous story was on the Bridgewater Triangle episode, where you know a gentleman said that you know, hey, he got off of work late, he was walking his you know very large half German Shepherd, half Rottweiler dog around like this racetrack. I guess that racetrack was already haunted to begin with and whatnot, right? And he's walking around the the racetrack um, with his dog near uh, the Freetown Forest, which is one of the hot spots for the puck wedgie. And um, he, his dog starts to go crazy. And uh, the dog was just like, you know, trying to break off the leash, mm-hmm. either to chase something or to run away from something. Like he couldn't decipher it and whatnot, right? So the dog breaks off the leash, you know, again, very large, very scary, you know, man-eating beast, uh, breaks off and runs out into the forest. Now he runs after the dog, obviously, because, you know, hey, that's man's best friend. You got to take care of him. He's not going to survive out there when you got Bigfoot and fucking you know, poison speared puck wedgies out there and shit. So he runs after the dog and he comes as he's running through the woods, he comes face to face with this little glowing eyed goblin, which he believes was the puck wedgie. Now last week, you know, I told a story about how, you know, the, the puck wedgie kept saying something to him. He was like, Nope, he got it. He wants you. He wants you. He wants you. That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> to be a new recruit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sort of singing like Village yeah. People song and shit, right? So uh, he, he thought that he was saying, like, we want you, come here, kind of thing, right? And then you get in other stories, too, where, you know, and there's a lot of stories about this, too. So they think that the Puck Wedgie has, like, an affinity towards canines or dog and whatnot, right? You always hear these stories of, like, people, like, walking their dogs. Uh, so anyways, there was this lady, she was walking, named Joan, Uh, She was walking her dog, again, near the Freetown Forest, State Forest, and her dog ran off. Now, when the dog, when she found her dog, the dog was whimpering in the corner under a tree. And, you know, when she went to turn around, there was a little two-foot-tall, glowing-eyed little porcupine man uh, that she thought was the puck wedgie. Now, she was embarrassed. She was like, I don't know what the fuck that was. That certainly wasn't a skunk, certainly wasn't a hedgehog. It wasn't fucking, what is Knuckles, an Ichinda? Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't tails. Yeah. She knew it wasn't that, but it was something that was unnatural and whatnot, right? So she went home. She's like, ah, oh, that was scary as shit, but I'm not going to tell anyone about it. But that night and every night, 
until she moved out of that county, until she moved into another state. She moved to like Utah, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. Every night, the Puckwudgie would visit her and look into her window. Now, she didn't say what the Puckwudgie was doing, but in my mind, he was beaten off feverishly oh, dude, <laughs> to her image. Know, I believe it. Um, actually, on my way here, there were these two cats like fucking right outside of her window. Oh, wow. Uh, I, I heard them last night. I heard them meowing. And then this morning, I was getting in my car, like just sitting in my car, and I saw them like just banging it out. And I'm like, I bet that's what that puck wedgie was doing, just beating one, <laughs> rubbing one out. Yeah. I mean, you're just getting my day started here. <laughs> uh, but it was just the first of many. He had to yeah. get his numbers up, like Matthew McConaughey and The Wolf of Wall Street. So I found, you know, pretty much almost like same story you just told of that lady or whatever. And one of the more interesting things is, you know, fast forward the story. I was reading the comments that people were leaving here and then people were like oh you have to give them gifts a beer maine whatever that is like and then ashwagandha yeah people were like saying all kinds of things one of them says they are everywhere i've seen them in arizona and colorado it's like all right already uh you're smoking too much peyote lady <laughs> um and then she says that she saw him smiling him some says you have to give him bread booze milk and honey as a gift to like kind of keep them like happy um, but yeah, and then someone is like starts an argument over here saying, "You're describing a small juvenile Bigfoot slash Sasquatch." Like, and it's like, all right, maybe. I mean, that is a possibility. I didn't really thought about that, but maybe, maybe these are baby Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, one thing that like this struck me kind of odd is this is like, it kind of seems like. This story was very similar to an episode that I did with Copper Kelly. It was one of the weeks that you weren't able to be here, but we Uh were covering like Irish folklore, right? Mm. And in that, like there was a bunch of creatures that, you know, shout to Copper, he was talking about that, you know, was familiar to his region or whatever, right? Obviously, you know, there's like the leprechaun, which, you know, our our minds are automatically going to make dots to it, whatever, right? Like you're talking about small. Very troll-like creature, yeah. Yeah, especially if you talk about the movie Leprechaun. What did, what did, what was Copper Kelly's take on it? Was he like very serious? Like, did he do one of these every time somebody like <laughs> somebody said trolls? It's like, oh, don't say that about the trolls. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't I know have, why he's Mexican. All now. right, guys, I have to. T- I, I, uh, Mr. Jacob, I'm trying to do a. I, I'm trying. Uh, Mr. Jacob, I. Although I, I understand the humor, but I, I do have to take a bridge on my way home. So please do not <laughs> I do not want the bridge to collapse. Yeah. I appreciate you, Mr. Jacob. I think it was more or less like it was like we don't believe in this, but here is like the history oh, of okay. our fables and whatnot. It is right? like the way we view a chupacabras here. Correct. Right. Yeah. Okay. It might be just a fucking hairless dog. Or whatnot, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, there was similar like creatures. And when I talk about it, like, like, you know, how we're talking about the giant mouse shop. Like, there was a giant that did that as well. Like, I guess there was two giants that, like, were beefing. And, like, that's how you got, like, the Isle of Man. Like, I guess it's, like, it looks like footsteps out to the ocean and whatnot. Yeah. It's because these two giants were, like, throwing, were getting ready to throw chingasos and shit. yeah. And they fucking were like, oh, fuck that, Holmes. I got to make a fucking walkway so I can meet you halfway. And it was, like, the Scottish giant versus, like, the Irish giant. So I was, like, that was a very similar tale to, like, what... Uh, mouse shop did which was like he like was just emptying out his pipe and like created like nantucket island and fucking the jew hunter from fucking inglorious yeah. bastard wanted yeah. or whatever right so that was like now that's same similar to irish folklore and even like the fucking puck wedgie like he sounded like very similar to like some of the like creatures that uh copper was talking about like the puka um uh the there's also like the doulahan like 
and then like the other ones that I'm that are in Gaelic, I'm not even going to try to pronounce. Then <laughs> I don't have fucking Copper Kelly here to like lean on or whatever. But they did like the same thing. Like there was like a little troll creature, mm-hmm. looked like a little baby Shrek, if you will. Aww. But like whole thing was is like to annoy <laughs> whoever yeah. like was in the region and whatnot, yeah. right? And they had to leave again, leave him gold coins out, or he would fuck up your crops. Also had spears that he would fuck you up with, and I was like, dude, that is so odd. We always talk about like how. Like, okay, to go back to the episode about, um, what's your name? La Llorona, right? Yeah. Like, to me, like, it makes sense that, like, that fable would have some similarity to, like, the Lady in the White fable, like, from Ireland. Because there was large portions of Irish people that immigrated to, like, the Mexican region and whatnot back in, like, the 1600s and shit and whatnot, yeah. right? So, of course, that would, that legend would live there and grow into something different, whatever, right? But I was trying to connect the dots. Like, how is it that, like, this Native American tribe, right, who had no other immigration other than, like, the the American settlers from England? Well, that's a big thing, though. The uh, Because, you know, now we have this version of the Pukwudgie, of, like, the stories that we, that we get. And it's, like, one of those things when it comes to, like, history. Like, history is written by the winner of the wars basically that's true so like you know maybe it this we're getting a very americanized you know filter yeah modern down of you know who were the immigrants that came a lot of those were like you know the boston area very like irish um scottish immigrants coming to that region you know and i could see how like those they would take some local folklore and turn it into like well let's Meld it with uh with some of these goblins <laughs> we were encountering over over in uh, the motherland or something, yeah. you know. You know, I don't wanna cross this bridge. <laughs> Copper Kelly got <laughs> stuck there last time, you know, like um uh, so like, you know, I could see how they would kind of meld it a little bit of mm-hmm. uh, or which is true because like I didn't think of it that way because I was thinking of like, okay, these are the tales, like the mouse shop tale, like that is verbatim from like the tribal elders or whatever even though it has very shockingly similarities to like the giants over, you know, in Ireland kind of thing. Same stories about how they created the islands and whatnot. And then also too, like with the puck wedgie, it was like, again, like I was saying, like the, the little goblin, baby Shrek, they look like fucking the puck wedgie, like almost did the same thing. It was nefarious, like kind of an annoyance, had a good relationship with the humans at first. And then all of a sudden you fucking offended him. And yeah. he has an eternal war against you and whatnot. I thought like that was, it was a nice coincidence that like these two legends, cause you think mm. of like, you know, Indian lore, like that's set in stone kind of thing. Right. But mm. I didn't think of it like that where it's just like, Oh, okay. It could have been like something totally different. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah. I mean, maybe there was their version of the puck wedgie. And then it was like, well, you know, after a game of telephone with like, immig- you know, people immigrating from a different country with their traditions and their folklore and like, mm, let's just meld it into. And that's the story that we ultimately get. Even when we talk about it's something true. like we d- we've covered the, the Windigo, Windigo, like we've covered that in um in a previous episode. And even that version of what you hear or even like the drawings of it. That's very like Americanized, like very Hollywood style storytelling, very se- very different than what like the like true native stories that are like once you dig down you realize like oh it's very different. It's just like mm. you know a very cannibalistic dude wearing the clothes of of like like uh, the skins of the, the animals and that sort of thing. 
versus like this like monster with like antlers and things like that that uh, we get today where it's like oh those are almost two different things but like you know after we do some game of telephone i almost think you know 10 15 years from now that might even be forgotten already because mm. it might not be forgotten but this is the much sexier story to tell <laughs> you know like because it is cooler you know yeah. but i mean like, i guess like more recent examples kind of like santa claus yeah like i remember um I think we covered it this past Christmas where, like, Megan Kelly was like, no, Santa Claus is white. But, like, when you dig deeper, like, like no, he was a guy from Turkey. He was, yeah. like, like one of the guys that created Catholicism or whatever, very brown-skinned dude or whatnot, right? And, yeah. like, the fact that we get, like, this, like, fat white dude with, like, a red suit, like, that was invented by the Coca-Cola Corporation, <laughs> which was, like, stolen from basically, like, Sinterklaas of fucking, you know, the... Uh, fucking uh, the Netherlands region or whatnot, which was like taken from like Norse mythology. So it was like all these things coming together to create this like jolly Coca-Cola character. Yeah. And that could be like the story of the, pu- like the current puck wedgies, if you will. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, there's very few, like, you know, now we kind of like to keep our cryptids pretty straightforward. Like if you look at Bigfoot, like he's just naked, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, but the, the puck wedgie story is like him with spears and like sometimes he's like, wearing robes and sometimes he has like a fucking earring on and stuff like yeah. that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like a little tiny pirate. Yeah. It's just like, mm, I don't know about this one. Like if, if you know, not to put you on the spot, but if you had to grade it one out of 10, how much you believe that the puck wedgie is a real thing? Where would you, where would you grade him? As far as like what we see, like on Google images kind of thing. Like, well, let me ask you this. So compared to like a Bigfoot, like for me, I'm like at a seven out of 10 that I think Bigfoot is, potentially real real. with the puck wedgie if somebody said like we're gonna spend the next two years trying to find a puck wedgie i'm like you're not gonna find (laughs) like i would say like i'm at like 0.5 out of 10 it's a cool story Uh and i I like the whole like him pushy people off the ledges like that's Mm kind of weird and creepy because he could disappear and whisper in your ear kind of thing and i like that like i like the the folklore of that but i don't know how much i like like I, be- I truly believe in like a puck wedgie being out there. I mean, honestly, probably like just to give the devil to do. If we're lo- if we're talking about the creature that you see on Google Images, yeah, maybe a one out of ten, just to be a little bit nicer to him, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Just because like I am gonna be the skeptic here or whatever, yeah. right? But I was having these thoughts too. I was like, that is a weird coincidence that these two stories would live like in two totally different areas of the world or whatever. Right. And you kind of explain that away. Maybe it was a game of telephone and it got warped into something else. Mm -hmm. I thought about this during the week. I was like, maybe instead of it actually being some kind of mythological creature or some kind of other race, Mm -hmm. if you will, what if it was like legitimately human and it was somebody that was, you know, uh, disformed, uh, was of a shorter stature. I don't know what the politically correct. Well, no, no. I mean that's that's a really valid one because like you think all like, around the world, there's stories of like little people, duendes, whatever you want to call it, dwarves everywhere, like every part of the world. And I do think that that has a lot to do with, you know, um, going back. <laughs> m- maybe the ignorance, but I think that in the past, not so much now. But if you have a child with like dwarfism or something like that, it it was now. I mean, no, even now, I think that there's still a little bit of, like, shame or something like that. Like, maybe a lot less than it was maybe in the 1800s where it'd be like, oh, we have to send this kid off to go, like, fend for himself. You know, and then all of a sudden, the next time somebody sees, you know, a 
a person with dwarfism, like, and they have to just go fend for themselves in the woods, it's like, oh, we saw a little man or something like that. You know, like, it. I think that that's where, like, the birth of those weird stories probably come from. And they get oh, added on to and shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, or it could just be, you know, um, that there are, like, regions of the world where there's, like, little people, like, much smaller, you know, living. Like, I think there was, like, an, an island in, like, like the, like, where like um, what's that one like, like in the Pacific where like it was just like everybody there was like four feet tall. Oh, they yeah. were all like little people like living in that island, but like in that just like you know, very Darwin thing where like genetics just stayed there. Like you didn't have to be taller than four feet tall. Everybody was just four feet mm-hmm. tall there, or whatever. Or even people like in the Andes Mountains, like yeah. they have like a shorter, compact, you know, build to them just because of just like the altitude. You wouldn't support like a fucking shack or a fucking yeah. women yanma or whatever, right? Yeah. Like you'd you'd have to be shorter, compact because your lungs would be more compact to be able to breathe in and breathe yeah, out faster. All the kind of Peruvian thing. people, like little Peruvians. Correct. Yeah, and um, and that's what I was thinking of it too. Like maybe it was just like ignorance was at play here, where it was just like, oh, somebody had like a history of like birthing like little people. They cast him out, kind of like in Three Hundred. Remember, like they, yeah, you would that throw the back guy. Or yeah, whatever. they would throw him over a cliff, if you will. Yeah. There's that. That explains that. And it was just a tribe of people, like li- like little people living in the woods, fending for themselves. Their hair was all weird and ratchet because, like you know, they were basically uneducated people. They didn't have culture or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And the reason why they look different is because of that, because they had like, you know, primordial dwarfism or whatever the scientific terms for it was. But then they get, get labeled as like goblins or these like weird creatures and like, don't go near them, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, they'll fucking, you know, shape shift into a cougar and fucking eat your, you know, esophagus out or whatever, right? And I was like thinking, I was like, that does make sense because like you said, as you go around the world, you do see similar stories to this and not me using like game of Thrones as like a fucking historical context, but like the way they treat like Tyrion in there is like not too far off of like how fucking, you know, little people were treated, you know, throughout history. Well, even, even then. So like, even like the role of Tyrion, like let's just say like the actor, Uh that's one of the first serious roles where you see a little person be like, not the butt of the joke, you know, like Uh where it's just like, playing the you know like an elf elf like you're playing an elf you're playing like the joke character you know like he wasn't a joke character like there were cruel things happening around him but he's never viewed as a joke character like i i think that that kind of tells you like where in society like 20 30 years ago if you were a little person in hollywood it's like all right we need someone to make fun of we need someone for will ferrell to kick or whatever you (laughs) know like you know it's just like (laughs) You know, that was pretty much the, the role until, like, that Tyrion role came out. And since then, he's played, like, serious roles, you know. Mm-hmm. He still plays a, a dwarf in the uh, Endgame movie. But, yeah. But he plays a big dwarf, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but um, you know, like, rewind 300, 400 years in the past, you know, these people were probably viewed as, like, outcasts. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want to, you know, you don't get to keep your family's name. You have to go, you know, it's a curse from God type of thing. You know, Correct. like, yeah. you know, I could see how the mythos would grow from something like that. It's more magical and, like, whatever, you know. And if you're talking about how much do I believe in that, then it increases to more of a, like, 
eight out of the ten kind of thing. And I was well, like, yeah, I mean, is there people with dwarfism? One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. I've met people with dwarfism. I mean, and we like to think like, oh, the native are like these sacred people that you know are innocent at all times. But like, no, they they did some fucked up shit to their own people too. So yeah. it's just like they're they're not blameless in that uh, regard. So. I didn't even think of like the natives as the ones doing that, but yes, maybe the the natives also. Nobody's perfect, all right. Yeah. I don't see John even, Redcorn saying like, "Come, my son." Even even, even though you cannot plow the field or hunt <laughs> with hunt the buffalo with me, I don't even know if they have buffalo in like Massachusetts or whatever. Like, hunt the fucking you know the the, the Jersey Devil yeah, with us. They're they're more of a sea people. Yeah, I mean, more <laughs> clam chowder. Yeah, you will get the mocajete and you will we'll crush the, the clams. Clam chowder. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they called it, but yeah. yeah I mean, nobody's perfect. I was gonna say, like, even fucking Martin Luther King had a mistress, so like, that's true. Yeah, nobody's perfect, dude. Yeah, no, I. <laughs> and that's and then, and then when I look land on it, I was like, it's probably that. It's probably like a little bit of what you said, a little bit of marrying mar- mar- of like European folklore with a little bit of ignorance. Probably, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I don't want to say like we solved the puck wedgie, but yeah. I think we solved it. We still got like another like 15 minutes to kill here. You want to <laughs> solve anything? You know what? Have you ever heard of the story of the melon heads? No. What is that? So like maybe that's something that deserves its own episode, but it's very similar to this. Like as we, as this episode evolved from like, Hey, practical pranksters or whatever. Um, the melon heads are kind of like this, like that's a real real illness that I think still happens where like children's heads will become like, like basically like a big old like melon. Like Hey Arnold and shit? Pretty much. And like now we have cures for it, but like back in the sixties we didn't have cures for it where they would just, they would just basically be like, Oh, well you're fucked. Like, like what's like a fluid that fills the brain. And Mm -hmm. like now I think they just do surgery and relieve that. Like, yeah. And it's like, all right, well you just get to live a normal life now. (laughs) But back then it was like, all right, well we don't know what to do. So we're going to just send you to like, a hospital where you're basically going to live with a giant melon head. Yeah. So I, that was a real thing, but then it became like its own cryptid where like like families of melon heads became a thing and like <sighs> like it it's it's very sad and I can see how it probably started with like a grain of truth. Yeah. Where like like it was probably really happening and then <laughs> like all of a sudden some like fucking Somebody was like, oh, wait, you know what? I think there's a cure for this. I think we can do something about this. Or, you, know you know what's crazy about that is uh-huh. like this ties into like an episode we did a few weeks ago, like when we were talking about uh, the Roswell incident, right? Uh-huh. And one of the prevailing theories was that um, Stalin and Joseph Mengele, they were taking like a bunch of uh, kids that were suffering from like mental illnesses and Down syndrome and things like that. And one of the things that popped up was like other diseases, like what you were talking about, like with the melon heads, when you Google the melon heads and whatnot, right? Like they look like your gray alien, if you will. Mm. And if that's one of the more plausible theories of like, what, like when they talk about the bodies that were found post Roswell or whatever, right? It's possible that could be it and whatnot, right? And it's a hundred percent like a real thing. Uh, kind of peel back the curtain a little bit. Like um, uh, my baby Zoe she had like a little flat head like when she came out and I guess that was due to like how she was hanging out in the uterus or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so to cure that, like you have to put on like, like one of those baby shaping helmets. Helmet, yeah. Uh, she's adorable shit now or it's yeah. almost cured or whatnot. But like you mm-hmm. go into that office, like where they give you like the little baby helmet 
and you do see pictures of kids like this and it's like a horrible horrible thing that like it takes like years to help alleviate yeah the i forgot what the medical term is but there is a medical term with people that have this one here it's like but i i i don't know i mean in back then dude like oh like you i think it was like if you were born with like a cleft lip is <laughs> like you're fucked bro like yeah. we're gonna send you the circus we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna have to figure something out yeah and now it's Go like live in the woods who's that one actor that has a cleft lip um oh um, shit um the uh not jake Gyllenhaal. um um uh, the guy that Dang it! What is that guy's name? He's all handsome and shit. Oh, uh, um, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. Like, <laughs> like now it's like Joaquin Phoenix has a fucking cleft. He's lip, a goddamn you know? Joker. Yeah, it's like he's a fucking. He's plays the Joker, bro. Uh, like I he's got a little scar right there on his cheek, on his lip. I guess it, apparently Leonardo DiCaprio did too at one point. Yeah, like now cleft lip is one of those things that's like it's sexy. Oh, now we could just fucking like pinch that shit shut. Now we we'll just take some skin <laughs> from your butt and put it on there now. <laughs> like, like, but back then it was like cleft lip. And the sad part about this, third world countries, cleft lip is still one of the biggest. Mm-hmm. Like, like over there it's like ooh cleft lip like. Mm-hmm. It's either I don't know if he's gonna be with the next Walking Phoenix, or we might have to just send you <laughs> out to the woods, like <laughs> become a fucking like punk wedgie right now. Like <laughs> you might have to take up a career as a punk wedgie. And, and I can also see too, like okay, you do you like the the local medicine man, if you will, right? I'm totally yeah. like fucking making all this up as I go along, but mm-hmm. I can logically I can see like the local medicine man saying like, well, we can't have him being a part of the tribe because you know people will be. You know, looking down upon him, he's seen his bad luck, or you know, Satan, Satan incarnate, or whatever, right? Yeah. So we're gonna throw him out in the woods, and instead of like, you know, there's gonna be people in the tribe that are gonna have like sympathy for him, and be like, oh, okay, I'm gonna you know reserve a little bit of maize for him to eat or whatever. I'm gonna put it by the tree at like ten o'clock every night so he has something to eat to keep people from doing that, or like little uh you know suspicious teenagers from going out in the woods and you know messing with them or making fun of them we're gonna create all this lore that you know he shapeshifts like into to animals like he disappears if you get too close to him he'll whisper in your ear and have you jump off of a cliff or whatever i can also see that being a thing too just to keep people away yeah yeah i mean the things that i think i think even in lord of the rings there's a thing where like one of the characters is born like c-section and like Technically, he was like not born of a woman or something weird like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I remember the first time I encountered that, I was like, "That's fucking weird." Like, I was born C-section. Like, oh okay. Like, <laughs> like, like, what is that? Like, I guess like back then there was more like, "Oh, that person was born C-section." You know what they say about that? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, it's just one of those things. It's just like, what the fuck? Like, like, you know, things, times have changed. You know, yeah, like, yeah. But like definitely like back then like things were like <laughs> like like everything was frowned upon unless you were like fucking white Anglo-Saxon blue-eyed blonde-haired like Aryan race looking dude like six foot five like you're probably gonna live in anything other than that it's like oh this motherfucker fucking has a weird pinky nail <laughs> like, <laughs> like we don't know what's going on there yeah but that is also to the like the times too like we're like if you had anything wrong with you like there was some story or fable like attached yeah. to you or whatever right oh yeah like, like even paul bunyan like all those like st- those stories are because like oh that fool was like really tall and like 
He worked really hard, man. Yeah, that fool had a mama mentality, fool. <laughs> <laughs> he was tall, dude. Know, dude. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Moose dried in his hair extra fast. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. So like, anytime there was anything wrong with you, like it would turn in like this big like exaggeration. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. Like that's that's the like whole thing with 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 uh, not like just cryptids, but also tall tales and marrying the two of like, you know, there's. I don't know. I don't know how much I believe in like the uh, the the more recent footage of puck wedgies. Like mm-hmm. some of it looks very much like stuff from uh, what's the the movie The Village with uh, M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, 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 it yeah. looks like the like the character that they have in that thing. Like that that the monster from that movie looks just like a puck wedgie, like almost like as if he ripped it off. Almost as if M. Night Shyamalan didn't have original ideas. (laughs) (laughs) No. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I um, still look a decent movie. I like that movie. I don't want to shit on that movie too much. Hey, and that's a movie with Joaquin Phoenix in it. That is true. Um, Yeah, that uh, is a puck wedgie right there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyways, puck wedgie. Sorry, bro. Case closed. Yeah. Also, too, though, like, we live in a time period where, like, with CGI and shit. So, like, anything new, you know, like, okay, going back to, like, Bigfoot, like, the Patterson-Gimlin thing, like, oh, dude, that was, like, the 60s before, like, almost we even had, like, color TV. Like, there's some credibility to that, right? Whether you believe in it or not. But, like, nowadays, it's like, you, you ever fucking seen Transformers, dude? Like, they got fucking robots turning into animals and shit, bro. Yeah, you they made what? Marky Mark look like a good actor. <laughs> That's how good CGI is now, dude. The the Patterson Gloomman film, like I I do think that um, as that ages, I I I don't know. I think it looks pretty good. Yeah, that's my opinion. Yeah. So, anyways, dude, you got anything else about the puck wedgie? That's it. Everybody, go watch the movie The Village if you want to see one <laughs> in live action. It's a good movie. There you go. So, with that said, guys, uh, there's your uh, bi yearly cryptid. From our Jacob <laughs> to America and whatnot. So, as the podcast ages, we'll do more. But anyways, we'll uh, we'll scrape the butt. We technically you can marry this one is like also uh, melon heads got covered in this one. Check. There you go. That, <laughs> that one I don't know if deserves a full episode. Eh. <laughs> Maybe one day when we're there's gonna... a lot of episodes that we've done where it's like, well, we'll cover that at a later time, and it's just like, no, nah, we'll just marry them all together, kind yeah. of thing. We'll just marry that one together. You know what the things that I wanted to to pitch to you was like. If we covered like haunted Bakersfield locations, and we just marry them all into one thing, because there's no way we're doing a, an entire episode of the Padre Hotel being haunted. Or Do you know what's yeah. fucked up about that? Is like I I got the actual debunking of that from the actual source that did that. Because I guess apparently the Padre Hotel. Yeah, I guess apparently there's a handprint yeah. that appears and disappears, and um, before it was like this like pinky up like establishment for uh-huh. the last ten years. It was basically like a crackhead like hotel. Yeah, it was it was empty for a long time. Yeah, it was yeah, it was a piece of shit. And do you remember um what was his name? Kevin. Uh he was a part of the pod the earlier incarnation of the Podbelly Network. Like he had that um uh where you talk about comic books or whatever. I forgot the name of this podcast. Nerds on Topic. Okay. I would believe like was his podcast. But anyways, he used to work there because he used to be at the gas station. Uh, that I would go to before I would do overtime Saturdays at work. Mm-hmm. And that's how I met him. And he said that like, oh, that, that like what you guys were talking about on the podcast, because I guess we were talking about that at yeah, one yeah. time. 
He goes, that handprint, that was my handprint. When they were like refurbishing. No way. So he said, okay. he said when they were refurbishing the fucking stairwell, he goes, a bunch of us like were fucking around and they're like, let's put a fucking handprint on there and put a coat of lacquer on it because during the right conditions, they will appear and reappear. So I know the um, the person who was like the HR person there for like many, many years. Okay. And her office was in the in the the basement there, and she has like a ton of stories. Actually, now that I think about it, maybe we should hit her up and do a Zoom thing. She's she's like way out in Sacramento now, but she had a bunch of stories of like things that would happen there. With like, I guess there's like a certain room that they would always have like birds fly into and all this stuff. I don't know. Just the topic idea for another another time. But yeah, that that whole hand thing. Like I guess it's in the kitchen, isn't it? That's what I was told that it was. It's like know. in the kitchen, and like they always try to clean it off, and it never comes off. So like now they just leave it there and all this stuff. But anyways, yeah. yeah apparently, there's a handprint somewhere in the fucking Padre Hotel. Yeah. But he was like, "Dude, that was my hand," and I was like, yeah. "I'll take your word for it." Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be a child's hand. He might have had small hands. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, we'll it's not like he had big old shack yeah, hands. Yeah, or yeah. Is, I don't know. Okay, yeah, yeah. we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure this. We're gonna get to if, the bottom it, of this. If this was the 1600s, let's just say he would have been thrown out in the woods. Let's just say his cleft lip wouldn't have gotten him a podcast, <laughs> <laughs> a video one at that or whatever. YouTube would have flagged his video yeah. for um, not following community guidelines. But with that said, guys, if you want to follow community guidelines, guys, I need everyone to head on over to the social medias at Art and Jacob Do America, except for Twitter or X, whatever the fuck it's called now. Uh, hit us up at Art and Jacob Do A One. Because goddamn son, sometimes that's just how a steak is done. Uh, if you want to help support this podcast, guys, go to patreon.com slash America, where every single week we put together a bonus episode uh, for your listening pleasure. And depending on whether YouTube fucking deletes our channel and all fucking 354 episodes of video footage that I painstakingly put together every fucking Monday or whatnot, those videos might just actually just stay on YouTube. I don't know. We'll see. Moving forward to be determined or whatever but if you want to help support us go to the patreon or every week we put together a bonus episode for your listening pleasure and nine times out of ten those episodes are better than actual episodes that you're hearing for free so if you like us here you'll love us over there i guarantee you so check us out there support us there if you want to support us in any other way guys go to the website orangejacobdoamerica.com follow the merch links where we currently have four designs up for your purchasing pleasure and it's not so much to help us monetarily we probably see a couple cents from every purchase made over there uh, so buy a shirt, buy a sweatshirt. You're probably going to need a sweatshirt if you're going to the Freetown Forest up by Bridgewater, by the Bridgewater Triangle and whatnot, right? Slap on one of those uh, sweatshirts. Keep yourself warm. Uh, but also promote this podcast because every time you walk around with Orange Jacob Do American t-shirt, you are a walking billboard, if you will. Maybe the puck wedgie will see that sweatshirt. Download our podcast on his janky ass whoa, iPhone whoa, whoa, 3. Whoa, 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 I'm real, dog. Yeah. Come on our show, Puckwudgie. Yeah. Show us your face. Yeah. Be a man, Puckwudgie. <laughs> you gotta you gotta debate Jacob on on gun rights. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring it, son. Anyways, uh, go there, help support us, advertise us there. Uh, if you want to hear other great podcasts, I highly recommend hanging on over podbelly.com where we are official members of the Podbelly Network. So check out other great podcasts such as the World Famous Sofa King Podcast, Hillbilly Horror Stories, and Robots for Eyes. But with that said, Art, been lovely. Yeah, that's all I got, dude. Yeah. So goodbye and good night. Good night. Woo.